Hey, you. Psst, psst. Yeah, you. Have you ever wanted to know the do's and don'ts of dating? Are you looking to make that career move and you're not sure how? Or are you just simply trying to spice things up in the bedroom? Well, I've got the answers and more. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Chicas Project Podcast with your host, Abigail Amengual. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Chicas Project Podcast. I am your host, Abigail Amengal. With me is my co-host, Ming Chen. Ming, what's going on? What's up, everybody? Great to be back. How are you, Ming? I'm um, doing great. Been traveling the world or the country. I know. Are you happy? Uh, I'm very happy. Great to be back out there. Um, and uh, yeah, my last stop was a little city called Houston, Texas. You ever been there? I have. Yeah. I, ha- I have. Uh, no, actually, I have not. Oh, what? I have not actually been to Houston, Texas, but you know who has? Uh, who has? Our, our guest tonight. Uh, I'm actually really excited because I don't know if you know this, Ming, but I am the biggest, well, well probably the second biggest after you you meet our guest tonight. Uh, the second biggest Selena fan with us is our guest, Amanda Solis, who is a Selena impersonator from Texas. Amanda, how are you? Hey, everybody. I'm doing good. Thank you. And first off, thank you for this opportunity. It gives me a chance to be able to tell my story so people know what Amanda Solis and who she is and what she's about. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. So, hey, Amanda, you're from Texas. Are you from Houston? Um, no, actually, I am from Texas, but I was born and raised in Texas City, Texas, which is 30 minutes south of Houston. But I always say Houston just because it's so much easier because when I say Texas City, unless I say like, hey, the plant, you know, BP that explodes, (laughs) (laughs) everywhere they're like, oh, yeah. So I'm like right next door to Galveston. Like I'm right by the beach. (laughs) You and Houston are neighbors. All right. So we got a Texas girl. So let me let me explain. Let me tell especially you, Ming, and the the audience a little bit. So obviously during the pandemic, me as well as everybody else downloaded TikTok. I downloaded TikTok. Um, I actually had it before because it was it used to be called Musical.ly. And then I think TikTok company bought it and renamed it. But I redownloaded it uh, April of 2020 during the pandemic. And, you know, it's gotten huge. And all of a sudden on my FYP page, For You page, I see this woman who looks exactly like Selena. Her outfits are amazing. I noticed one day she was selling a bustier. So I bought a bustier and I, I started following her. And I was like, this girl is off the chain. And then I, I stalked her Instagram. I checked her Facebook out. And it's she's like a superstar. Amanda, you, I, to me, you resemble her. Like, I, I've always been told when I was younger, people were like, oh, you look like Selena. You look like Selena. And I don't really see it. I mean, I black hair, fair. You know, I would love to look like Selena because she was gorgeous. But you look like Selena. <laughs> Girl, thank you. But I get it from my mom. <laughs> but thank you. Yeah, thank you. It must be a Texas thing. I was born in the wrong state. <laughs> right? No. But I think it's funny because a lot of people that do have the dark hair with a little bit of fair skin and they're wearing the red lipstick automatically is like, Selena girl. You know what I'm saying? You're yeah. Selena. <laughs> Everybody can be Selena, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, Amanda, tell us first, you know, a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how, how you know, your, your childhood. Yeah, sure. Um, so I was born here, born and raised in Tech City, Texas, 
my family, actually my mom, my dad, and my sisters and brothers were born in Mexico. Mm -hmm. And um, I, th I came later in life. I think I was the accident. <laughs> oh, you're the youngest. <laughs> because, like, my brothers and sisters, we're like 16, 17 years apart, you know, um, uh -huh. except for my middle sister. We're about five years apart, so it's not too far. But my mom and my dad were born and raised in Piedras Negras, okay. which is Guahuila. Um, and that's where actually all my family's from. But my mom and my dad were inspired to be entrepreneurs and decided to come down here to Texas. Now, I don't know really why they decided to come here out of all places to Texas City, though, but I know that they've always loved the beach, and we're right next door to the beach. I've always been a water baby, you know, so um, we came down here, and my dad had opened up a business, and he brought actually kind of like, I guess you would consider him, in a nutshell, like the key holder. So all the family that basically um, that, that it's here that multiply, <laughs> you know, Mexicans, we multiply. You know so my dad actually opened up a business, a paint and body shop and uh, wanted my family to have a better life and brought his brothers and his, you know, sisters and everybody here that's in Texas now is because of him. And so um, this is where my parents had built their life and uh, my mom as well, of course, you know, she took care of us at home, um, had her own little thing. She was very, art, you know, just artsy. And um, at the same time, you know, just, you know, us as family, you know, we all stuck together very tight, you know, very, very tight. Um, but unfortunately, my mom and my dad had passed away whenever I was six years old. And um, oh, I'm very, so sorry. Very, no, it's okay. But in a very bad accident. And um, so with the business that they had opened and that they had built, because I came later on, you know, so only I only unfortunately had six years with them. But I remember everything. They instilled, you know, so much in me and, you know, the importance of having, you know, being around family. I mean, I know nowadays it's just so hard nowadays. It seems like everybody's just so separated and everybody has such a big opinion about everything and everybody's just so pissed off about everything. You know what I'm saying? So they're like, yeah. I'm getting, you know, I'll love you from afar. But, um, but yeah, so the business that my dad had built, which is uh, Tello's Paint and Body Shop, uh, actually is still open till this day. It's ran by my uncle because after my, my dad had passed away, my brother uh, decided to sell it. And uh, of course, we were too young, you know, to do anything with it. Uh, and so my sister, luckily, you know, my sister, um, Raquel, who was 19 at the time, um, had to take on a big responsibility. You know, my, my, luckily my parents had left a will and, uh, wanted us to be taken care of. And it said, you know, for all of us to stay together. So after they had passed away, luckily my sister was the one that took me and my middle sister. And so we, you know, me and my middle sister kind of, uh, Martha bounced around from my brother's home to my sister's home because they were so young, you know. Uh, but luckily, I didn't have to bounce, you know, foster home to foster home or anything like that. Um, we had a really good life. How uh, many total of you were there? How, how, what is, I'm sorry? How many total of, of siblings did you have, including yourself? Okay. So my brother is the oldest, and then um, Raquel, then Martha, then me. So four total. Me, four. The, me, me being the baby. And okay. so after, you know, all that had happened, you know, my sister had raised us. Thankfully, you know, we went to school. We got our education. Um, you know, we were involved in sports. We actually, you know, uh, I, I traveled a lot, you know, going in through high school and um, playing sports and things of that nature. And so luckily, you know, my sister was there to raise us. And now, you know, thank God our health is good. And we were in good, you know, condition <laughs> to where, you know, she molded us the best way that she could of at course. such a young age, because nobody, you know, she could never be my mother, but she, she tried her, her hardest, you know, of and course. Uh, we're thankful for that. So um, that's the beginning of everything. So let me ask yeah. you this. How old are you? 
I'm 28. Oh, you're 28. All right, I'm 28 too. So we're the same age. I know. I'm like, I'm holding on to those last two years as soon as, as strong as I can. I know. Tell me about it. I'm like, oh, thank God we still look young. Okay. (laughs) People think I'm 25. I'm like, I'll take it. Me too. I'm like, you're going to ID me? Okay. (laughs) I'm okay with that. So (laughs) let me ask you this. Obviously, I mean, this, I think this question answers itself, but how did you hear, or how, how did you first hear about Selena? So, you know, growing up, my parents had uh, introduced me to the Hound of Music at a very early age. So, you know, my family, my grandma, you know, my abuelito and everybody that we're all the talk. Okay, trust me, like as, as, as a Mexican-American or Mexican in general, we have an excuse to barbecue for everything and party for everything. No yep. matter what, you're going to get together and hey, let's just let's just have a good time. You know, so I just remember being, you know having barbecues with my family. My grandma would be there. My tias, my tios, my cousins, we'd running around being all chiflados, you know what I'm saying? Getting in trouble all the time. <laughs> um, and then, but my parents were always listening to Mexican music, you know? So I got introduced to the Hano music. I listened to Vicente Fernandez, um, Emilio Navaira, all the, you know, the popular people. And at that time, you know, Selena was still in the mix. She just wasn't as, you know, she was still young. But at that time, I didn't know who she was as far as like seeing her, you know, I never really like, Oh, let me see what she looks like. I was too young. I didn't, Did I didn't really know. Did her in the movie? Because I thought Jennifer Lopez was actually her the first time I saw the movie because I was like four or five when it came out. Yeah, so right, right. So so when I seen, you know, J-Lo, I mean, she captivated her. She did the damn thing. She did. She did. She did to where, in my opinion, I don't even think that they even needed a series of Selena. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like we all want to see the next thing of Selena, even though we already know like about it, we just want to keep seeing it and seeing it, seeing it, you know? But again, I think that she captivated her so well and did that thing so well. It just was like, we don't need nothing else. I watched it a billion times. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, there's Selena, you know what I'm saying? Of course, same thing with you. I, I thought the same thing, you know, but of course, you know, cause she just, she, had all the manual an amazing job and then she dedicated yeah. she lived with the family before a lot of people don't know that but she yeah. lived with them prior to filming and yeah. I don't know if she stayed in her room or not but I know she stayed in the house right um I did the childhood room right right she I've seen a few interviews because she had stayed with Suzette um for you know during the time of the making of the movie so that she can kind of get but even Suzette herself said that she was like dude like seriously she just totally had without being in the acting role or anything she just had a lot of the same mannerisms and just like you know her body in general you know I mean come on she had a cuerpasso and so does she you know oh, so yeah. it was just like a win-win you know so um and still I, I, she's like 52 she looks amazing she's snatched girl she is snatched Yo, I, goals me look bad girl <laughs> too, that's how I feel I'm like damn I gotta be looking at my best 28 and she's like yeah i'm like what i gotta i gotta get it together girl. i gotta get look me she gets the alarm men i'm over here look i gotta get it together eating water burger and shit <laughs> oh my god i've never i've never I, I didn't know Whataburger still existed. I never heard of Whataburger until the series. And I and I figured it was a 90s thing and no longer until this one, this man over here across the table from me posted it the other day. And I wrote to him, Selena loved Whataburger. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, well, okay, so here for, in my, I mean, I, I was born and raised in Texas. So for me, it's like, Whataburger is the best. Like we say Whataburger, it's what a burger, but we call it Whataburger because we just, this is what we call it. But, um, to me, like, this is the best burgers. Like, so if anywhere I'm like, ah, oh, you know, if it's not Jack in the Box or somewhere else, I mean, this is the place. It's more fresh. It tastes better, you know? So anyways, I guess it's a Texas thing. Um, but yeah, that's, 
I mean, it's funny because that's what I was saying. I need to get it together. Meanwhile, I'm over here eating Whataburger. <laughs> I know. That's how I feel. And we over, we're over here. Uh, we ordered sushi. So, yeah, we shouldn't talk either. Ooh, I love sushi. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so... So you obviously being, I mean, being your Mexican-American, you live in Texas where Selena's from. So you heard about her, but what, at what, at what age and when did you start? What made you want to impersonate her? Okay. So let me tell you this the best way that I can, because I get so passionate about telling you this. So I might kind of be scrambled eggs and I'm going to throw it all together because of how this girl, I am not the best storyteller, but I can tell you this story is so true. Like sometimes I'm sitting here going like, pinch me, wake me up. I can't believe like, it's just unreal. So growing up, I was already introduced to Tejano music. And of course for holidays and stuff like my parents were already gone by this time. Um, you know, they already passed away so we're being raised by my sister at this time and my sister still kept us around the family so we would go travel to Eagle Pass and mm -hmm. uh, go visit my family for Christmas and things of that nature and so by this time I was a little older so I was about your age like the four you know we were, we're about the same age so by the time that I had I don't remember what was going on but I just remember somebody sitting there watching the first performance that I had ever seen was when she performed on Monterey in Monterey she was wearing the white cropped fitted tee with the black leather sport with the black medias with the black boots okay yes yes okay and it was one of my favorite performances just it wasn't the bustier it was the shirt it was a white cropped tee if you look you can actually google it or youtube it and put that she was in monterey and she had the white cropped fitted tee that was uh, tucked in into her leather sport mm -hmm. and the black medias with the black cowgirl boots and she had her hair down and it was a big concert and it was just for me captivating because it just for, i was just like holy macaroni you're not up. talking about the scene where selena ha in the movie jennifer lopez has to shush everyone no, no. okay because that's what's Look, coming I got, up. I got my phone on me i'm gonna help you out okay because it's that's what's coming up but i'm gonna show you hold on selena. yeah so anyways while, while i'm looking for it uh, i actually seen this performance and i was just like holy macaroni when i actually seen her it was just like, oh my God, she looks, resembles my mother. And it was just like, and then I started paying attention and how loving she was. And I seen how she was just so humble. People were jumping up on stage to go kiss her. Mm -hmm. And most people that, you know, have an ego and they're like, Ugh, like, no, or call security. And she's like telling the security, no, like back off to them and letting everybody else in the kiss her and they're dancing with her and she's still singing. And it was just awesome. And I was just like, holy macaroni, she looks like my mom. But then again, it's like not so much like the look, but her estilo, her wardrobe. Mm -hmm. Because my mom was alive during the, the 90s. You got the Madonna, the Janet Jackson, the Paul Abdul. You got Selena that's wearing the high-waisted pants, the crop jacket. Absolutely. The, big, the big shoulder pads. You know what I'm saying? The more shoulder pads, the better, right? You know what yeah. I'm saying? And then the costume jewelry and all that. It was just amazing. And I was just, like, captivated. I was like, oh, my God, she looks like her. And after that, that's whenever we just kind of, like, I, I just took it with a grain of salt. Did you think course, like, that was your mom for a second? Because you were young, right? You were a kid? I mean, I mean, as a, as a, as a child, yeah, I was just like, wow, she, I can't stop looking at her because she reminded me so much of her, her style and the way that she was. My mom was mopping the floor like that. Like she would clean the house like that. She was on point. Like if you ask anybody that knew my mom and my dad, they said, I've never seen them not on point. And it's so true. And it's so true. Like they will not leave the house. 
without like looking busted. Like no, I think it's a cultural thing because I'm Puerto Rican myself, and my mother, I, if I leave the house unless she hates it with a passion, she it's tells me. She says it's not about a fact because I tell her it's not a fashion show. Like it's not about being a fashion show. But even if you go to Walmart, a nice pa pants, a shirt that's not wrinkled, just look neat. You don't have. To, she's like she always tells me you don't have to wear makeup. You don't need makeup. But your yeah. hair's brushed, whether it's up or down. Your yeah. face clean. You just look neat. Yeah. And sometimes and that's, that's hard, especially during the pandemic. Nobody wants to look, but I get it because if you look good, you feel good. Exactly. So my parents were always like that. So my mom, you know, being that that was the era of that type of clothing, um, she had wore it. Look, here it is right here. Let me show you this performance. While I was talking to you, I was. I'm excited because I, I couldn't find it. I didn't... So, well, it's showing a piece of it. Let me see. Um, but yeah, so Selena Como La Flor. This is, oh, in Alcapulco, perdón, Alcapulco in 1994. Oh, that's why. Okay. Okay, look, this is, hold on, let me see. While I... Elena. Okay. I know it's showing the performance right now, but like hopefully I'll zoom in here in a minute. Oh, I see it. I see it. She's wearing a t-shirt, not tied. Yeah. yeah, it's the white tie. It's the cross. Yes, I'm looking at it with a nice chunky belt, a leather skirt, stockings, or, or pantyhose. Yes, the medias with Beautiful. the leather skirt. Girl, that's when skirts ran, okay? <laughs> Which is like, you know, the skirt shorts. Oh, a skirt. I my mom used to make me wear those as a little girl. Yeah, exactly. Me too. So so anyways, when I seen this, I was like, whoa, she looks so much like my mom. Anyway, so you know, of course, after that, I, I loved her and I listened to her music and we'd sing to it, we danced to it, whatever. But of course, like I just went on with my life, you know, and um, never in my mind did I ever think in my lifetime that, or even at the time, whenever it was happening, what to even call this? Um, because how this all started was, so Selena was there. I knew of her. I was introduced to it a long time ago and it just kind of passed on, you know, I went to school and everything. So six years ago, now about to be seven years, um, a friend of mine, like I, so the first time I was told that I looked like Selena was at my quinceanera. I had a quinceanera and my, one of my tios was like, you know, Lisa, your pictures, cause you know, you know, at, at the quinceaneras, they always print like one big one like this, mm -hmm. a big picture of yourself. And you're like, all like cute, you know? <laughs> so my tio was like, so I was saying, you know who you look like? They were like, you look like Selena. And I was like, you know, like, oh, thanks. Like whatever, yeah. you know, okay, whatever. And never thought of it any different, you know, like whatever. And so then later on, it's crazy, like six years ago, my friend and I decided to go out. She was like, hey, you know, we got some free time. Let's go to, let's go to Kima, um, which is like a little area over here. They call the boardwalk where they have like a roller coaster rides. They have like different um, like eateries over there, different bars, um, country bars and things like that. So she was like, hey, let's go over there to the country bar. My friend, uh, Mama Cass is gonna be there. She's doing this karaoke contest. And we could just sit there and hang out and just have, you know, a couple of drinks and just hang out. And I was like, okay, cool. That sounds great. You know, so we get there, girl. Whenever, nodding. He's like, drinks, he's there. Yeah. Heck yeah. So she was like, okay, whenever I turn my back, this girl, my friend Cece went over there and signed me up to, to like, to, to sing a Selena song. And I was like, how dare you mind you by this time? Like I, you know, years have already passed. I love Selena. I've always watched her. I've seen the movie. I've seen all that. I, you know. I, I, I loved her, you know, of course, I looked up to her, especially as a Mexican American, with all the trials and tribulations that I had been through and then seeing what she has been through and um, what success that she had, she showed me, you know, instilled in me that, wow, like I too can live the American dream. So 
anyway, so whenever I got to the karaoke contest, um, you know, we're there hanging out. She signed me up. She signs me up to sing Bitty Bitty Bomb Bomb. I'm sitting there like yelling at her, cussing her out. Like, are you kidding me? Like, these people are going to run out this place. The windows are going to break when I'm going up there and singing. Like, we're at a country bar. Like, there's Did you already like, at this point sing? No, no. You had never sung before. No, this is what's oh. funny. So most people, like most musicians or most artists are like, I've been doing this since birth. You know, I came out the womb singing. I came out the womb playing, you know, you know, instruments and stuff. No, it, it never was like that. So, I mean, it's so different. But yeah, so growing up um, and then, you know, so they instilled in me is very important to get my education. So we went through all those, you know, cycles of everything, you know, going to school and she, she, they always kept us busy in sports and things. So it's kind of funny, again, going back to like the six years ago, my friend, so I never sang, I never went out and did anything like that. I was always involved in sports though. So I, I think I was pretty much athletic. Uh, we were very, actually very good, had a very good softball team that, that I played on and we traveled all around um, because we were so good. Um, and uh, from like, like from nine years old, all the way up to like high school, um, we traveled to Chicago and other places because we'd have all these tournaments and we'd kick ass, like we were really good. And um, again, I was still on the drill team and I was a cheerleader in high school and things like that. Um, so you again, went to the bar, just to backtrack. So you went to the bar, yeah, you, so out, you performed. Yeah. So I, so I went out there just for fun. So I was like, oh, you're wrong for that. So signing me up for that. Like I'm, you're wrong because we're in the country bar. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's a gay country bar at that. So it's a lot of women that are in there, but mama Cass was rocking it out. She's super sweet, super fun. And so I was like, oh, okay, well all right, what did you sign me up for? And I was like, she said, bitty, bitty, bomb, bomb. And I was like, of course you would, because everybody has always called me Selena anyway. They were like, you look like Selena all my childhood, all yeah. my life. Um, I used to, if, if my, my white girlfriends didn't know who Selena was, I was like, let me school you real quick. Sit down and watch this movie with me. I would, you can ask my friends. It's so funny. Some of my, like my white girlfriends, they're like, yeah. oh yeah, Amanda would always make me sit there and watch Selena. So I, they were like, man, I have a little Mexican in me too. So now they can ah. <laughs> it's so funny but they know so anyway so I sing the song I go up there I was like all right I'm gonna do it just for fun didn't think anything of it girl I didn't even know that people took karaoke contests so seriously okay I That's went out the there problem people know how to sing go just to just to get discovered and that's not what it's about so people then I'm not gonna sing after you just sang like Adele or Whitney Houston because I sound horrible and me and I'm like, okay, I heard all these people sing and stuff like that. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just like, that's my person. I'm like, fine. All right, whatever. Okay. I hate you right now, but I'm going to go do it. And mind you, I'm thinking it's a country ball, all white people. I'm about to sing this Mexican song. People are going to be like, boo, get off. You know, I don't know what they're going to say. I don't know how they're going to react. I don't know. It was crazy. So I went out there. I sing bitty, bitty, bum, bum. And all the people that I thought were not going to stand, like, I guess I thought opposite. They were standing up, dancing, excited, singing the song, even though they didn't know the words, but they knew of that song. I think yeah. that's the reason why I love Selena's music so much, because there's no barriers. There's no language barriers. She knocked them off. music, period, punto, like punto com. Like there's no barrier at all. And, you know, they're out there singing, even bidi bidi bum bum, of course, because that's the one that, bidi 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 bum bum. You know, so they're out there dancing and stuff. And I'm like, okay, okay, we'll come to find out. I was actually a part of that contest, not knowing. I thought they'd just sign me up in between it. No, well, so it was 25 people that it entered. And girl, out of all these 25 people that sang so angelic, okay, I won first place. And I'm like, what? Like, okay. So they were like, here's a $50 gift card. And Mama Cass was like, girl, you rocked it. I loved it. Everybody was excited. Well, obviously at this time, six years ago, there's already social media. So people were already recording this and things like that. At this 
have any, um, I had social media, but it was on private. Like it was yeah. just like my personal space. Mm-hmm. I don't really like too many people in it. If I don't like you, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know what you're about. So I just, I kind of keep to myself. And so girl, anyway, so mama Cass comes up to me and she was like, here's the $50 gift card. Go buy you some drinks, girl. Cause you rock. And then she was like, by the way, just wanted to let you know, this is going to lead you to the next round of the karaoke contest. And this is where you can win $1,500. And I'm like, 1500 oh, Yes. I was like, what? Y'all pay like that? I was like, she was like, girl, this is real. And I'm like, you ain't playing like they're not playing at all so no. i'm like what do i don't even know what to do and she was like well you do with exactly what you just did right now she goes just pick another song because she said you're, you're already going to sing this song because it's the song that you used that you won she said so now you're going to go to the second round and you just pick another one so she was like tell me which other one you want and i was like uh and that was the first one i mean that came to my mind besides bomb bomb was because Kikarias was one of my favorite ones that she had performed because i love mine too music. She rocked it, dude. Like, I love how she interacted with the people. She grabbed one of the guys out of the crowd. And I love oh, how they looked. You know, and, and to see a man so vulnerable, because they always have to be tough. And no, we don't cry. You know, we don't we don't buckle at no women telling me nothing, you know. And so to see it, you know, she would smack them around and stuff like that. And so I was like, that's the one that I want to see. So anyway, so she was like, okay. And I said, so now what? She was like, okay, well, then uh, next month, she's like, on this date, this time, uh, this is what we're going to do. And you just come and just, you know, we're going to pick a number. And then out of 50 people that are going to be there, you're going to be one of the contestants. And I was like, all right. And she goes, and if you win, you win $1,500. And I was like, okay, I guess so. I don't know. You know, I'm just here for fun, like whatever. And yeah. so then, girl, I go home. I go home that same night. And like within that week, I had people blowing up my phone via messenger. Like I'm not, I was not savvy with social media. So I didn't even know that you could reach out besides like messaging. You can actually call somebody. Now I know this, but you can call somebody on Messenger. So I would on Instagram, to, yeah, or on yeah, Messenger, on, yes, yeah, on Facebook Messenger. So I started to receive these phone calls from these random people. Like there was one lady Maria that was very persistent. I was like, who is this lady? She looks super sweet. She looks like my Thea. She looks like she could be my Thea. I don't know. And so it was just so weird. So I just kind of like set it to the side. So then a the month passes. I call my well, I I call my sister right before the second performance that I was going to do for the second karaoke contest. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? What do I? I was like, you know what? I kind of want to do something different this time, because like right after I performed the first one, everybody was like, oh my god, like you rocked it, like you look like Selena, like did you do like are you an impersonator? Like I just went in with a t-shirt and jeans, you know, I wasn't trying. I didn't even think of like an impersonation. None of none of that was is it was, was in your plans. Yeah, none, none of that was it existed. None of that. You, you were at school at this time. Um, at this time, yeah. So, um, yeah. So you and just so, out uh, trying to get away from studies, having a good time. Exactly, girl. Let's okay. go out, have some drinks, chill out, you know, and just you know, kick it on the weekend. And so, anyways, um, people there were just like, oh my god, like you know, just in awe. So then I call. I was like, you know what? I kind of, I don't know what kind of like triggered me to say, you know what. I'm going to call my sister Raquel, like after, you know, growing up, you know, you kind of like separate yourself from your family a little bit. Unfortunately, like these years are a little different, you know, everybody, it wasn't as close, you know, afterwards, you know, it's kind of sad. Okay. So I just, I wanted to, you know, get in touch with my sister. I mean, even though we live like five minutes away from each other, um, I, you know, I was like, you know, I'm going to call her and see if mom, she still has some of mom's clothes because like after my parents had passed away, I was so young that they didn't want to see me. I mean, they didn't want me to see them getting all of their clothes together, like they're basically just disappearing. You know, they didn't want me to see what they were doing. 
And so I know that they were boxing up their clothes and stuff like that. But obviously in this Texas heat, so I called her and I said, hey, um, I just won this karaoke contest and I'm going to, I guess I'm going to enter the next part. And I wanted to do something different and I wanted to see if mom had some clothes. I said, because I want to dress up as her because she reminded me of Selena and I'm going to be singing Selena songs. And now that I'm fully developed, I can probably fit in her clothes, you know? And so she, you know, mind you, my sister's like, we didn't really talk much about my parents after, you know, they passed. I mean, it's just a really hard thing to talk. Like me, I could talk about it all day long, um, you know, but everybody deals with it differently. So for her, it was just a little harder and I can completely understand everybody. Of course. So when I called her and I asked her and I didn't know what to expect, I didn't know if she was going to be like, no. Or if she was going to be like, yeah, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect. And so she was like, well, I, yeah, there's some things that are left over. Um, yeah, just come over to stay and you can check it out. And so we get together. I go over there to the house that we were raised in, the house that was left by my parents. Um, and because my sister still lived there. And uh, we go through boxes and talk about, like, it was so sad, you know, because, like, they're opening these things and you're just like, it's like you can almost smell them again, but I mean, it smells all musty and stuff, but it's almost stale. Like it's, they're disappearing, like they're gone. Yeah. And in realization, it's like everything just kind of sets in. And so as I'm looking through her clothes, you know, she has all the bolero jackets and the high-waisted pants and the bustier, the bongo jeans. She had, she had the whole line, the whole everything. And unfortunately, all of it got eaten away because of the Texas heat. So a lot of her stuff, the elasticity lost, you know, like it's the bands were all messed up. It got eaten up it just from the Texas heat because they didn't. Yeah. I mean, who, 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 who knew that I was going to need that later on, you know, and not only that, who, who, who's to say that they even knew the right way to store those things? I mean, it's not their fault. So I'm sitting here going through the boxes and deep down, I'm like, I have this big frog in my throat, you know, because I just want to cry because I'm like this is so sad. Like I haven't done this in years. I haven't thought like, you know, touched their physical things in years. And, you know, my sister is kind of like on the, in the distance while I'm doing it. And I look at her and she's like, did you find anything? And I was like, everything is like stuck together. And she was like, man, I'm sorry. And then she was like, you know what? Wait, 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 there's this, there's another box. Like after we went through like 15 boxes, there were like one more. And I'm sitting there thinking, whatever, you know what I'm saying? This is BS. Like it's probably, screwed up to like whatever I go through the box and it just almost is like godsend like it's crazy crazy how we go through everything everything's messed up and I'm like I, I get frustrated I'm like just forget it and she was like no seriously just keep going and I'm like I find this one jacket I don't know I know that you're a huge Selena fan so I don't know if you remember it was actually the last performance which everybody always gets mistaken and um the green outfit the green outfit with the black swirls yeah with the with the penguin tails with mm-hmm. the shorts, okay. My mom had that same jacket, although it was different. So it had the big shoulder pads. It had the same pattern, the same color. Girl, if I could grab it right now, I'd show it to you. It's in my room. But um, so I seen it and I pulled it out and it was just like, oh, like my mom had left it for me. Like there, be like I, I hid it way down here for you, girl, because I knew that so many years later you were gonna come and get it. And so I, I put it on and I'm like. You know, it's just it's crazy because I'm like, now I'm a, I'm a woman. I'm a woman at this time. Like, I haven't yeah. talked about them in years. So, I mean, mind you, I was six years old when that happened. So this is seven years ago. So, I mean, imagine that. So I'm putting it on and I'm like, like, it fits like a glove, like a glove. You know what I'm saying? So a I'm long, like, the long jacket with the skirt and the bustier to match. Right. It's the not green. Yeah. But it's not a skirt. It's short. Yeah. With the penguin tails. Her, hers had penguin tails. Mine did not have penguin. My mom's did not have penguin tails. But. 
but since it was that same era, I'm wondering if she probably had that same deck, like same material. And who, who is to say? I don't know. I never really seen the actual one in in like in the flesh, like to actually see it for real, like up close and personal. But yeah. um, anyway, so I was like, this is it. Well, of course, I had to replace the bra because her bras were all eaten away. So I just wore another black, you know, bra underneath, and I wore my own little cropped uh, short sports. Um, and that's what I wore for the second performance. Okay. So when I did my second performance for, and I did BDB bum bum, I sang it. I pulled some, a guy up there, smacked him around dressed as my mom. And this was just for fun. Did wait, wait, wait. Did he have a girlfriend? No, no, not there. Not there. Not there. Yeah, no, I know most of the time, girl, I could tell you so many stories and so many performances that I've done that I've traveled all around and Sing that song and perform, girls. Some people wanted to fight me sometimes, so I. I, don't, have- I, don't, I was gonna say, I you grab girls, you you grab a girl's man, especially as Latinas, we don't play with our men. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. Girl, and then by the time I perform, most of the time people are already all fiddle, you know, they're all drunk and. So I always have to, now, you know, now that years have passed, now I know how to go about it. I had to, I had to learn that because first I was about, somebody was about to box me. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, so yeah, um, I performed that song. And after that, it's kind of like where the, the, when God had planted that seed, it just started to get watered. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, right after that performance, I ended up getting second place. I didn't win first because there was this other black girl that won first place. And her voice was like a Whitney Houston voice. I was like, oh, girl, you beat me. <laughs> and and I got second place. But it was just for fun. I didn't think, like, they were serious about it. You know, people were crying because they didn't win. People were pissed. And I was like, okay, I'm out. Like, this is the last time I'm ever going to do this. Like, this was never anything else that I thought was going to become what it is. So then going back to the whole messenger phone calls, after that one, people started blasting my started blasting my videos that they had done everywhere, and I did not know this at this time because again I was very private. I didn't really web like that and post and things like that. I did have the pages like Facebook and Instagram things, but nothing like that. So Maria kept on calling me. Like there was other people that were messing. Oh my God, you're a Selena impersonator, blah blah blah. Because at this time, mind you, seven years ago there was no such thing as an impersonation as far as a Latino. There's, you got the Marilyn Monroe's, you got the Elvis Presley's, you have those, but you never, have you ever heard of a Latino impersonation, Selena impersonation? I'm trying to think. Not, not, not seven years ago. Not seven years ago. Not that I know. And Latinos in general? Heck no, there was no such thing as that. Like even Jenny Rivera, she died in 2012. I haven't seen one. Right. Okay. So now they're starting to pop up now that Mariposa del Barrio has came out on Netflix. Now you're starting to see a lot of drag queens that are doing the Mariposa del Barrio and, and you know, singing their songs. And, and can I just say some of those da- drag queens pull it off better than the oh, drag yeah. Maria? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Men, men are on point. Uh, the drag queens are on point with their hair, their makeup. They are mm-hmm. Yes, bro. Oh. They are very good. Very fierce. <laughs> but um, so, so. Uh, you won second place, you were saying. Yes. So then I won second place and then I started getting those phone calls and blasted everywhere. I finally was like, oh my God, Maria, you keep calling me. I was like, she looks sweet. I guess I'll answer. So I, I call her and she's like, like, like as if she's known me. Mija, I've been waiting for you to call me. Okay. She was like, I don't understand why you didn't answer my phone call. I've been trying to get a hold of you because I need you. I want you to perform for my daughter's quinceanera. And I'm like, crickets? I'm, I'm sitting here like crickets. Like, I'm sorry, what? She was like, you're a Selena impersonator, right? And I was like, 
mind you, I didn't even know what to call. I never, after the performance, it was done. Like I never, that was never like. Back to life. I could do this for a living. Oh, I can, this is what I'm going to do next. I'm going to quit everything. No, it was like, okay, hey, one and done, one and done. Yeah. So when I talked, she was, I was like, no, Maria. I was like, I I don't know. She was like, I see your performances. She's like, I seen them on, on, on. And I was like, you see my performances. What do you mean? She's like, well, I seen a lot of videos of you. And she was like, I seen them on YouTube. I seen them on Facebook. And I'm sitting here going like, oh my God, what is she talking about? I'm so embarrassed. She was like, well, you were performing. And I'm like, oh my God. So girl, after I I was like, I got to find out what's going on. I wanted to see for myself and it just went viral. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. Well, shit, there I am here in there. And what's, what's going on? So then I call her back. And I'm like, um, I, okay, yeah, you see my, my performances. So that was a contest that I had entered. And I was like, that was a one-time thing. Well, you can't tell Latino or Latina no ever. Not for a quinceanera, unless you have a death wish. That or if they're hungry and you're already ate, they're going to eat again. You can't tell Yeah, Ming, no. just so you know, if you ever come to my house and my mom tells you eat, don't tell her you're not hungry. Oh, exactly. you, know, I'll never, you know, I'll never do that. You know, I'll never, you've seen me eat. See, he even knows. And that's facts. And that's facts. It's actual yeah. and it's factual. And that's exactly how she was. And I was like, okay, uh, Maria. Well, you know, she was like, she started telling me everything. And she was like, my daughter, she's been a fan for years. She was like, we're going to throw her a quinceanera. She goes, Mika, you have no idea. She's talking to me like I'm her, you know, her, like her grandchild or whatever, Mika. And she was like, you got to do it. She was like, my daughter has Down syndrome. So I'm like, oh, wow. She's really making me feel bad. She's yeah, of course. Trip, right? You know, you know, Latinas are there like, well, let me, let me, let me, let me give you the bait. I'm going to reel you in. <laughs> and so I'm sitting here going like, I don't even know where to go with this. And I told her, I said, well, this is not what I do. I said, I just did that for fun. She was like, well, why can't you do it for fun over here? And I was like, <laughs> she was like, I said, well, what, what are you expecting? She's like, well, I would love for you to come. My, my daughter is, you know, if you can come dress as Selena, put on a performance. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't do performances. I never put on a full show. You know, I was like, I just did two songs. And she was like, I was like, so after, you know, we'd spoke and stuff like that. And she was like, just became like family, like overnight. It was crazy. Cause she was like, look, my daughter's really turning 45. She's had Down syndrome and we know that they don't really live a long life. And she was oh, like, thought, oh, her quinceanera. Right. So that's what they called it because she didn't have a quinceanera whenever she was younger because she was so sick. Got it. Go ahead. Okay. So, go ahead. So, you know, by raising her and stuff like that. So she explained all this to me because I was like, what? I was like, I thought you said you were your quinceanera too. I said the same thing. And she was like, well, she's turning 45. She has Down syndrome and she's a huge Selena fan. And she says, and ever since I showed her your videos, she cannot keep stop. Like she can't stop watching them. And so then after that, I was like, after I couldn't tell her no, I was like, well, I'll figure something out. And she was like, okay, well, this is the date, August 27th. I want you to, you know, perform. I need you to wear the purple jumpsuit. And I'm like, Maria, I don't, I don't own any of the pieces. I don't, I don't even. What part of this was a one-time thing do you not get? Together and I met her, 
short, this is where it all began. She, because of the fact that she was such a huge Selena fan and had so much respect for Selena and have respect for what I did just on those videos that she yeah. loved it. And then I went, got the jumpsuit made. I performed for her. I, I actually grabbed a microphone girlfriend. I grabbed a mic and I said, let me get this together because if I'm going to do this, I want to do this for fun. And I told her I would donate because she asked me, she's like, well, how much are you going to charge me? And I was like, eh, charge me, charge you. I was like, I don't even know where to go with this. I was like, I would never charge you anything. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to pay it forward. I was like, I'm just going to donate my time. My gift like, for her. Yeah. And this is, this is, you know, you're making me the purple jumpsuit and this is a one and done thing and I appreciate it. And let's just, let's just make it happen. You know, make, make her day happy and great and fantastic. And so I get seven songs together because girl, you already know, we already know all the Selena songs. So yeah. by this time, like I was just like, Ooh, girl, I was very rough, you know? So I was like, Ooh, let me figure out what's going to like, now are you lip syncing? No, I sang with my real voice. So the first time that you're invited to an event and you decide to do it, sing. Now, did you ever have, did anyone tell you when you were younger, hey, you, ha you have a pretty good voice? Um, so, I mean, the only thing that I've ever done, I've always been told that I had a nice voice. It was pleasant because I did choir and we always went, you know, but in high school and throughout school, that's the only other extracurricular thing that I did was sing. But I never had besides that, like any other. Yeah, because like, I did choir, but I don't have a good voice. Like no, because like in my lifetime, you know, growing up, it was never, and I honestly never thought that I could be or do something like that. I, yeah. I hate to say it that way, but this is a, another very important topic that I love to talk about every time that we do podcasts and stuff is because I'm like, it's so true because I felt that same way. I never thought as a Mexican-American or Mexican girl that I could be a doctor, that I could be a, um, a professional as far as like an artist or, you know, a performer, an entertainer. I thought that, you know, well, we're going to be the ones that are going to be cutting your grass that are going to be, you know, like my dad, you know, fixing cars, doing their yep. transmissions and things of that nature and dirty hands and, you know, coming home full of sweat and things like that. And um, so for me, it's like, no, I, you know, I, I actually can do this as a Mexican American. I can too live the American dream and be a professional, you know, because and that's I think a lot of to me, that's what kills me. I don't know about you, but that's what kills me the most because what people don't understand, I'm pasty white. But I'm still a Latina, regardless. Oh, me too. No, I, I am too. Like, they always call me Juanita. So, like, since I was born, like, I was born with, like, light blonde hair. And so they always call me the white girl, like, Juanita. You know, they're yeah. like, you're the milkman's daughter. You're the milkman's daughter. Because, therefore, although I, I know, like, I could speak fluent Spanish. I can read it. I can write it. That's my parents' first language. But luckily, they were able to learn, you know, English as well. But mm -hmm. then it was, you know, it was... Everybody thinks that Mexicans are the ones that need to serve you. And that's not true. But that's not what, true. What I was saying is being, even though I am as white as I am, I'm still Latina, born in Puerto Rico. Selena wasn't that much darker. Mm -hmm. to, to Hispanics, I am white. But to 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 but to, uh, to the white people to Caucasians, yeah, yeah. no, they 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 can tell right away. Oh no, you're of color. You're you're Hispanic. And yeah. and Selena, what Selena did, people don't know that that don't follow Selena. She did something that no one had done before. She opened barriers. And I with with my curves and everything growing up, I had a, I had I had more thighs than the girls in my high school class. I had a little more hips. You know, I had a fundillo. I wasn't, I wasn't busty. She was small and tall. So I like that. Oh, this girl. Oh, and she's got frizzy hair. Cause back then at her time, she didn't really, there was not a lot of straightening her hair. She rocked her, she rocked her frizzy hair. Oh, she's got frizzy hair. I got frizzy hair. 
She's got small eyes. I've got small eyes. So she opened the barriers for me and for you to sit here. I'm here doing my podcast. You're here doing your performance. Yes. But te- but for, if it wasn't for her, I don't think would I be wanted to to be to be interviewing people to be working on TV for you to be performing probably not. And the fact that she was taken from us so soon, yeah. not knowing what could have been. That's what kills me because we finally had someone to to represent us, and she's gone. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's the reason why, um, let me kind of like jump a little bit because I don't want to forget that part, but it's, I think that's the reason why Latinos in general, now that I was considered an impersonation, that mm-hmm. I got so much hate because I get it. As Latinos, look at all the ridicule that we had to go through because it was like, how dare you think that you could be um, someone that's privileged and uh, that you, you could be at the same standard as me. And it's like, why, why can't I? Just because I'm a little darker than you, have darker hair. You know, yep. but, it's, but as a Latinos, as, as the Latinos see that I, when I first called myself an impersonation or a tribute and they see me doing these performances, they were like, how dare you? There's only one Selena because they're protective. Just like you're, we you're jumping ahead because I was actually going to talk to you about oh, that. Really? Okay, well, well, we'll stop on that one. Then we'll just okay. wait on that one. But yeah, but you were saying, but it's so true. That is, she broke so many barriers, especially as a, as a Mexican-American. But not only that, because her, her, so for me, like my Spanish is good, but it's very broken. I mean, after my parents had passed away, um, I could still speak it, but I mean, there's a lot of times because I don't use it a lot that I get stuck a lot, I get, you know, and I lose my, my words and stuff. And, and, and to our own people, it's disrespectful sometimes. Like That's, what, that's what makes me angry. My first language is Spanish. My first, first words that I spoke were Spanish. I, I'm fluent. Mine is not broken. I speak it perfectly. And yeah, I get so offended if I'm at a gathering, if I'm at at, a, at my job or if I'm at my church and people just, oh, here, here's the English. Oh, here. Re-. why They always assume that I can't read or speak it or, or write it. Yeah, I've, I've been there. It picks me, me off. off. Yeah, it pisses me off, too. It's, it's not. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying. Because like, guess what? My Spanish is probably better than your English because I speak both languages with no accent. Thank you very much. Ex- exactly. Exactly. So, like, for me, that's that's why Selena means so much to all of us in, in our culture because she broke so many barriers, not only as a Mexican-American, but people lo- accepted the fact that, not you know, hey, well, I kind of let she learned her Spanish later in life. But yeah. And because, and then her being in a dominant uh, male like field, you know, in the music, it was dominated by males. All, all, all men. And, all men. And so when she came in, she was like, "Hold up, hold up," you know. And she broke so many barriers to show that not only could she have been the the uh, the, the the singer, she was a designer. She had her own boutique. She was coming out with makeup, uh, uh, not makeup, but uh, perfumes and and her own clothing line. It was just like what you don't hear about this like you know what i'm saying like this is a latino latina woman this i mean just breaking barriers and she just made like just paved the way for so many of us and that's why i say it and i'll say it time and time again that i'm so thankful for what she has done for a latina like me Mm -hmm. with the trials and tribulations that i had same thing with you the trials and tribulations that you possibly had in your lifetime absolutely she she was just like you know what and i'm gonna part the seat and here we are and she's allowed us to be like, you know what? I'm going to test this out. I, I, I want to be a performer too. Never did I know in a million years because obviously my parents didn't think that way either. They were like, you need to make sure you go to school. You go to school. And I, I seen them bust their ass, like, you know, going through school and, you know, getting their education and, and opening that business, coming down with all the family from Mexico. I mean, they struggled. 
to, and they finally made it and then they died. It was like, wow, you know, yeah. and that was devastating for us. So, I mean, for, for her to break so many barriers, it's how I understand why when I first came out, considering myself an impersonation after, you know, all this, like the Maria situation happened and my other performances happened, um, that people were so protected because they were like, how dare you? And I get it because I'm, they're, they're thinking that I'm trying to take that over, but I will never, ever be, there's only one Selena. There will always be one Selena. Well, I'm glad you got into it because then we can get into it. So like I said, I discovered you because you had so many following. So you have, you have, uh, 400,000 followers on TikTok alone and you had, uh, 40,000, 40,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. So, but, uh, as famous as you are, you're also infamous because you do have pages where people are, are trying to petition to take you down. How, how do you react to that? I mean, it's, it's shocking, but I get it. Like I was saying, I, I get it. You know, at the very beginning, it was very hurtful because I was just like, what, what am I doing wrong? You know, I was trying, you know, because the way that I seen Selena and how I looked up to her and I get it because they're, they've never seen this before. There's never been another person that did what Selena did. Exactly. So, and that's period, you know, that she was the only one. So for me to come in and gain all this attention so quickly and okay, your physical resembles her a lot. doesn't help. Exactly. So, and, and that's, what's crazy because I always thought it, you know, later, obviously that it was a blessing that I, you know, I, I look like this, but now it's almost like, well, man, I can't take my face off because like right now I don't even have like the Selena makeup on. Like normally if I'm doing my performances, I kind of etch things a little bit more clearly, you know, as a performer, as an actress, you know, you want to give that more, the extra, um, you know, and the yes. hair and the high ponytails and things of that nature. You want to give it that extra um. And right now I'm me, but I can't, I mean, I still going to resemble her. I, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm like the flea market version. Okay. <laughs> That's what I always say. I'm like the flea market version. I'm not really close to her, but, but you, but know, you even like, sound like her. Like do you, when you first <laughs> got on before we started this episode, you sound like her in your laugh. And when you laugh, your facial expressions, but let me ask, how have you dealt with this? Because this is, this is, has, you have been a target of cyberbullying so much that it's gotten back to the family. The family has at one point told you to stop. Right. So that was a whole misunderstanding. So to talk about that, that was so tell tell the audience tell our audience because yeah. I did read the article. ABC Houston did an article on you. So tell them the backstory of what happened. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for for allowing me to tell this part too because it's sure. Really um, so it was a whole misunderstanding. So at this point, I was still in the beginning stages of not knowing what to call what I was doing, but people okay. were wanting it. And the whole misunderstanding that people thought like, oh, well, she's dressing as her. How dare you? You think you look like her. You're performing as her. You're trying to make a living off of her. But at those beginning stages, I didn't make no money. I, I donated my time. I started doing uh, backpacking for underprivileged children, giving like, you know, uh, back to school supplies. Um, I would go and visit children at the, uh, like at the hospital that were sick or the burn patients. I would go visit all the little babies and stuff and sing to them, um, just because it was a beautiful thing and they requested it. So I did yeah. it. Um, but everything was donated at that time. So mind you, things were starting, obviously because of social media, these videos are being blasted and they're starting to go viral because there was never no other Selena impersonator at the time. So people are like, people that loved it were like blasting it. And then there was other people that were like, hold up when they seen it, like, how dare you? And then that's whenever all the ridicule came. Well, the family didn't know anything about me until this one party, I forget her name, but it was another uh, birthday party that I did here in Pasadena 
for uh, a girl that had Down syndrome. And uh, the mother and the father contacted me to go perform for her. So I did the same performance that I've done for everybody that I, the first performance that I did for Nelda, that I, I did the seven songs, went out there dressed as her and did my thing and just put a smile on their faces and said bye, you know? Well, that one particular performance that I did, mind you, that was free. Everything was free at that point. Um, I performed and afterwards, uh, the, the birthday girl came up to me and the mom was like, hey, she wants you to come inside and she wants to show you her Selena collection. And of course I was like, I wanna see the Selena collection. Like I'm not, I'm not ready to go yet, I wanna go see. So of course we go inside and I'm just like in awe. Like girls, she had, I mean, like I didn't even wanna touch it or breathe on it because it was like the original OG clothing from the boutique, earrings, belt, buckles, uh, Barbie dolls, um, the original CDs that still had the plastic on them. And so once we're like in awe about like, oh my God, I want that, I want that, I want that. You know, I'm sitting here just like, as a Selena fan, I'm, I'm a fanatic too. So I'm like, oh, that's cool, oh, that's cool. Like, you know, I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And so she, as not knowing because she has, you know, Down syndrome that she didn't, unlike her, she doesn't know how to differentiate who I am from Selena. Of course, that's understandable. Wait, Right. So therefore, that's why you consider me an actress. And I was playing the part to put the smile on her face. Well, did I not know that she was, I did not know that she was going to come to me and bring her whole collection of her CDs mm -hmm. and lay them right in front of me. And I thought she was showing them to me. And I'm like, these are so awesome. I was like, I can't believe, because listen to this, it's so funny, because she had a whole collection that was still in the casing, but then she had a whole same collection that she used. Sounds like something I would do. Like I'd buy one collection. Uh, also, that I'd keep, yeah. <laughs> keep it in the packaging. Hey, I mean, she's smart. Shoot. Yeah. Same thing. And so when she did, she was like, these are the ones that I used. And she said, these are the ones that I, I, I put as display. And I was like, that is so cool. I was like, I'm jealous. I was like, you got this whole collection. And so she says to me, can you sign them for me? And I look at my friend um, at the time that would come with me everywhere to kind of help, like, so we could take pictures to stick, you know, to capture everything that we were doing, you know, of course. beautiful thing. I thought, I thought it was a beautiful thing that I was doing. I didn't know I was doing anything bad at this point. No mm -hmm. idea. So, you know, they're, they're taking pictures and here I am. And I'm like, I look at her and I'm like, I don't, and I look at, and I look at the, the birthday girl and I'm like, I don't want to sign them. I was like, I don't want to sign them. This is so beautiful. Look at Selena's face. I don't want to, even though it's like the plastic or whatever and had the yeah. plastic on it. She was like, I want you to sign them. How am I going to tell her no? Of course. How, she tells me verbatim, verbatim. It's my birthday. You have to. How am I going to tell her no? Exactly. So I look at my, 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 my friend and I'm like, oh, I don't want to mess it up with my ugly signature. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay. And so I grabbed the, uh, the marker and not knowing that, you know, of course we knew that we were taking pictures of everything, you know, her face and her excitement and my excitement and here I am and I'm signing it, mind you, with my name. It was my name. So to I clarify, you signed Amanda Solis on the CDs. I signed my the name. article on, that you signed Selena. Right. And the okay. dad, okay. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll explain that in detail so that you can understand yeah. completely on that part. So when I signed it, I signed my name. Why in the world would I sign it as Selena? She knew because I told her, I said, well, I'm going to sign it as my name. I said, this is for Selena and this. Is, so I did. 
I signed my name on one of them, but the plastic was still on it. So it's not like I took the cover, like it was my album, you know, oh, I'm going to sign it. That's, that's not what happened. Yeah, the booklet. You didn't sign the booklet. You signed the no. hard plastic. The hard plastic copy of the, and it even had, that's the one that had the wrapper on it. The one that even had the wrapper on it, it wasn't even, it wasn't even busted. It, like, even it was not color. Yeah, open. It was not open. Okay, so my friends took the pictures, not thinking anything. So that was that, you know, whatever, you know, nice to meet y'all. Love y'all. We're family from here on out. Hey, you know, and that was it. And not knowing that, you know, whenever we posted it, because at this time I was already uh, on social media and I was just kind of putting it out there. Like, hey, check this out. Look at the smile that I put on this person's face. How awesome. This is what I did, you know, whatever. And for whatever reason, I guess some of the haters were pissed off about it. Yep. Gained the attention of the Q family, which the dad, you already know, he's very protective. And he's had a lot of. I he has a lot of once a year. <laughs> okay. I'll yeah. never understand how he didn't fight for Maria Celeste's book not to become a series, but he won't let Chris, who was her husband, to make right. a series out of the book he made, which was called Selena with Love. So. But that's another story for another day. Yeah, hold on to that one for a second because that's a good topic because I, I got something to say about that. But okay. okay, so so then this is already posted on on Facebook. Somebody had to told him something because obviously he I'm like a little roach compared to him. Like he's probably like I don't know who this person is. He probably never even seen anything, or maybe he did because he keeps tabs on Selena stuff. So he's probably like, hold up, who's this girl that's trying to look like my daughter? Who's trying to do these things? Oh, mm -hmm. and did he find the CD? Oh hell no! So all of a sudden. The, like within that next week, the dad literally made a post and a statement calling me out, calling me out. And the mm -hmm. AB, the, the brother, AB, went fake on Facebook and did a Facebook Live mm -hmm. talking about me, mind you. Now, AB seemed, and correct me if I'm wrong, to not... And, and I, I didn't watch the whole live. I watched the clip. He didn't come out as like lashing out. He was just explaining, but I could be wrong. To me, the dad seemed to come out more harsh. They both were very harsh. You need to okay. watch the entire video. Okay, I'll watch the whole video. Yeah, we have the entire clip of everything because it, at the end of the day, so the dad came out and made the statement saying, look at this girl, Amanda Solis, thanking, uh, no, taking credit for what my daughter has accomplished like as if it was her own. Okay, that was like almost verbatim what he said. And I'm sitting here going like, is this real? Or is this someone that's like playing with me? Because I'm like, why would the AV, like why would the dad even say something about me? Because I'm just a little girl from next door. Like I didn't think I'm, I'm nobody, right? So I'm not thinking anything. And so of course, at this time, like the person that would always travel with me everywhere, you know, we were like, whoa, this is serious. Like what's going on? All of a sudden I start getting messages on my messenger from my friends, hey, go live, I mean, go on Facebook, AB's doing a Facebook live about you. And in his captions, it says, how dare you, Amanda Solis? And so I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm freaking out. I sit up in bed and here I am and I open the thing and I'm looking at it and he's just at first going off. Like, you know, basically just in a nutshell, like how dare you try to take the accomplishments of what my sister has done. Um, you're going out there signing her CDs, like as if it was your own, um, it's time for you to hang up your bustier, um, basically like you need to calm down and nobody, you know, just all these mean things. Like very, he was very mean. He was very mean. And I I'm going to have to watch the whole thing then. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, 
what happened was that made it the ultimate was when he said, now go and get hurt. That's a threat. <gasps> No. So to, yeah. So I had to report it because all of a sudden I started getting death threats. That's a report it or record it? To report it. Oh, okay. Report. report. I I had to report it. I had yeah, well, I recorded it. I recorded it. We recorded it for my for my you know for my records so that in the event if something were to happen, I would yeah. have that. So I had to report it to the police department because I started to get death threats. Yes, I said death threats. People were talking about that they were going to come and kill my entire family, that I needed to watch my back, that um, other people, you know, just, you know, lashing out and saying right. nonsense as far as like, go kill yourself, go hang yourself. That's mm -hmm. thing, thank God that your parents are dead because if, 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 uh, if they were alive, then they would have seen what an embarrassment that you are for trying to take, you know, and I mean, so I don't know if you know, but Selena fans are mean as hell. They are. They can be very passionate. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, but I mean, in the wrong way, you know. Now, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, but so in a nutshell, it, it, it became, it just blew up because obviously at that point is whenever it was like, yes, the Q family took it, you know, for all the people that are already like kind of on edge about what I was doing. And then they, you know, whoever had, re, you know, showed him that and they, they, that was all blown out of proportion because that's not what it was. And they didn't allow me to say what I needed to say, but then it blew up so quickly that it went viral. Then ABC 13 reaches out to me. And not only that, Isaiah Carey from the Isaiah Carey factor, the one that goes like late at night, that does like some of these crazy stories, wanted me to be on his show because he was like, what the hell is going on? Like, we need to talk about this. Like, this is some serious shit. Like, what is going on? So I tell them, I go up there, I tell them what's going on. And it just, and I'm like, nobody allowed me. And even whenever ABC had reached out and, and Isaiah and them reach out to them, to the they family, didn't they didn't want to reply. But the funny thing about it is that when they put, when they posted that stuff, they deleted it the next day. But we, we have record of everything, but we know that. It's I think they realized, and I'm not defending them. I think they realized yeah. the damage they caused you. Yeah. But I, I, I don't want to think because I'm a fan of Selena that they wanted you dead. I don't no. want to think that's what yeah. they caused. No, and, and I think they realized the damage they did. Right. And so, well, at least I hope so. But they didn't even want to comment on it because it was like, it was unfair for me. Um, because at that point it was like, damn, like they didn't even allow me to tell my part of the story. So that's why ABC did, uh, gave me that chance. And I just said, at the end of the day, I said, all I want is an apology because not only am I being attacked, my family's being attacked. Like it was crazy. And all because I did this performance and I try to do something nice for someone that had Down syndrome that didn't know how to differentiate the two of her and I and wanted me to sign her for her birthday in my own name. Let's make that clear in my own name. And even for myself, I even, when I posted it, I even put, I did not want to do this, but I did it because it was her birthday and with love and that was it. And it just blew up. And then after that, I just always had these trolls that, that evolved over the years. And, um, but again, with that, a lot of blessings came. A lot of blessings came out of that. Like they always say, not always is bad media, like, or, you know, bad. You know, it's, it's, it could be good too. They you said know? So, good, any press is good press. Exactly. So for me, it oh, was wait, like, have you spoke, have you, did you ever speak to the family since that? Um, no. Uh, um, they, I never had a chance to say anything to them. And honestly, I really don't have anything to say to them because. But if you went to the museum, they worked there. Did you ever think of stopping by there? 
Um, I've, I've met, I've, I, so I've been there before. I've been to the museum three times. I've been to the Fiesta de la Flor and I also met them. Um, this was actually right before all this ha had happened. The whole okay. signing of the CDs. I actually had got invited out. I was actually picked by the Quintanilla family to go out and see the unveiling of the wax figure in Hollywood. I entered a contest. They did this contest because this was the first time there was ever going to be a Latino wax figure in the world. And all of them are Selena is the one Selena where they did the revealing at Madame Tussauds in Hollywood. I remember. So they, right. So they did this contest where it says, if you're, do a video of why you are Selena's biggest fan. So I was like, you know what? I want to enter this. Let's just do it. This would be I fun. I think I you saw that video. Girl, let me tell you. So yeah. So anyway, so I do the video. My, my, my team and I got together. We did this video for the contest. It was only for the contest. This was not me. Everybody now that, you know, obviously the younger generation don't know. And the people that don't know that that was actually for the contest for the Madame Tussauds 500 uh, contest. Um, that's why I did it. So I entered that because they, they, they said in the contest rules, pick a song that's one of your favorite songs and then tell, tell us why Selena is, why you're Selena's top fan. So that's what I did. I said why I was Selena's top fan and why I loved her. And I did a music video and it, it was a professional one. So let's talk about that. The music video you did was Que Creías, which is, which, which is one of my favorite songs ever by her. When I, when I went through a breakup, I went through a hard breakup back uh, when I broke up with my, my high school sweetheart. Um, at the time, you know, obviously he wasn't my favorite person. We broke up. Later on, we became the best of friends again. But yeah. when we and him bro first broke up, I always in my head was like, oh, he's going to come back because, you know, he's going to come back and I'm going to sing him this song. He never came. He came back in my life as a friend, but he never came <laughs> back for another chance. But that's yeah. fine. But yeah. in my head, I was always like, ¿Qué creías? ¿Qué creías? Don't be coming over here. I thought I was I was hot, you know, shit, because that, that never happened. Yeah. But um, no, but that was one of my favorite songs. So I did look up, uh, like I said, I, I did research on you. I did see you did a whole video. You did, yeah. and you did a little more ranchera because you, yeah. you were hitting those notes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, again, those were my rough beginning stages. And, again, it was just for the contest, and I did it, and I ended up winning. And that, so the family was in charge of that. So mind you, not knowing that later on, like a few months later, that we were going to come into this this whole ordeal later on. But I, they had chose me as one of the top five winners of the top 500 to see the to be the first to see the unveiling of the wax figure. So mm -hmm. I flew to Hollywood. We flew to Hollywood. We were on top of um, oh dang, I forgot what hotel it is. Um, but we were all on top of the Madame Tussauds. There's the hotel. And then, yep. boom, the family was there. I got to meet Chris. I got to meet Suzette. We hugged. We we hugged. We talked. Um, I got to meet AB. Um, the only people that I didn't get to meet was the mom and dad because they were on the sidelines. And I'm sure I understand because they were over there, you know, just kind of like soaking in that that's their daughter right there, you know. Um, and, well, not in the flesh, but, I mean, damn near, you know, it's the closest yeah. thing. And so, Anyway, so we got the chance to meet them and go through the whole thing and talk to them or whatever. And they were really nice and super quick and like, hey, you know, because they were doing their little, you know, event. So I get it. So we're like, hey, how you doing? Took pictures, hugged each other, laughed, whatever, and did our thing. And so, um, yeah, that was I. That was when I first met them in the flesh. 
and um, I had been to the museum a couple times, like three times whenever we, they had the Fiesta de la Flor. Um, that was the times that I had went uh, because they always had new merchandise, so I went over there to go buy like another T-shirt every year. Um, but now that they don't, now they don't have the Fiesta de la Flor, which is like another story. But yeah, so they don't have that. But um, I did, and I met, of course, uh, Suzette's husband was the one that was running the shop, the, like the, the, the merchandise shop. And, uh, you know, of course, he had me sing in Selena's studio and stuff while they were doing the tour. So it was really cool. And um, but the family, I mean, I, they yeah, were they, were, they knew who you were. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Because, again, yeah, they've probably yeah, seen before. social media is so accessible. So, social media is so accessible. So they've probably seen that these videos of me have gone viral. And they're like, wait, what? There's a no, but I mean, at the time of the incident, they had already met you. Yeah. So that's yeah, they how you yeah, they already knew who I was. Um, so yeah, so then it just was kind of crazy how that all happened. And uh, um, I, I don't I don't even know. So I mean, it was a whole misunderstanding. Uh, because I mean, now that I'm able to tell my part. Well, <laughs> that's, that's what I want to do. But you know, I told you at the beginning, you know, before we started, I, I want you to feel comfortable. But I'm also a journalist. And I got to ask the hard questions. Yeah, Another there's reason that you are getting so much hate is that there's a rumor going around and I saw this hundreds of times on TikTok. Apparently you were on an, an Instagram live and you said, I'm better than Selena. Do you want that to That is so that? crazy. So I don't know why this became a topic. Like I have no idea why in the world would I ever say, especially if this became like this tribute became a business after a while, right? Because obviously it became so high in demand like at this point i already performed for dr phil in hollywood okay his family had already called me out to perform for him so i performed for big names i performed for the white Sox. i performed out on the field by myself performing for music as a tribute and in front of forty-five thousand people mm -hmm. i've done so many big things i've already played the part of selena in the reels network channel channel and that's kind of where everything kind of um exploded where everybody obviously had like this kind of chip on their shoulder because of the fact that like, oh, how dare you uh, replay the part of her life? And I'm like, but it was a docu-series and I was asked, they reached out to me, AMS Pictures reached out to me to play this part. So I, there was other people that, that uh, entered to play, you know, to, to try out for the role. I just happened to get it, you know? And so when I did it, of course, in the docu-series, it's all actual and factual facts. It's based on facts. So like the, the, the lawyer was there to do his part. All the police officers that were a part of it were there to do their part. We were just playing the parts. I was just acting the part, you know, um, being the actress. And man, it just, everybody just started. This you, know, is oh, you think that you're better than her? You, you're saying that you're better than her? So all these things evolved. And so now that I was already in, on the outlet of TikTok and most of my stuff is Selena stuff, when this whole live thing was a lie. In November, I did, I, I uh, was recording a music video, uh, my Puro Pinche Party song, my personal, my own music. Um, and that's when that rumor had started. I had did a live and there's people jumping around because it's, it's behind the scenes, it's BTS of my music video. And people were just pissed off. I just don't think that people wanna see me succeed. I don't think they wanna see me, they wanna see me fall. So the, what, what, what better way to see me fall if they come up as a gang and they're like, let's just attack her and let's just say these things. How easy is that? Because they could be trolls behind a laptop because why would I ever say something like that knowing that I'm paying tribute to this person that I 
am talking about all the time with all these especially after the incident you had with her her parents or her family a few years before yes like why would i ever say something like that it would ruin my career it would ruin everything image and my image and not only that but the I would be slapping Selena in the face and that I would be contradicting what I'm doing. That is, that is, it's all bullshit. Bullshit. I call it bullshit. It's bullshit. I'll say it again. So it was never said. Never in my life. And I put that on my, on my life. It was never said. And I would never say that. Never. It was just all a rumor. And because as you noticed, these people started gaining this attention and when, oh, hello, we're cheese muscles. Like Latinos in general, people in general, like, oh, hell yeah, we are. They want to know what's going on. They're like, oh, shit. Oh, 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 I want to know what's going on. Well, did you see she snuck up somebody in her house? Her husband was at work? Exactly. So so once they seen that, like, oh, man, everything just looked clean cut and everything just looked good. I mean, I have my own personal life. I have, I trust me, I'm I'm a normal person. You throw a rock at me, I'm going to get bruised. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I'm a normal human being. I hurt. You say words, words hurt me. You know, things like that. So it's just crazy that these things are happening on there. They seem that like, I was just, you know, doing what TikTok does. I go on there and I'm paying tribute to Selena, singing her songs. I'm doing what everybody else is doing, but for whatever reason, all these other people could do it. But for me, it's like impossible because it's, I think it's because they, there's never been a Selena after Selena. And I'm not saying, cause I, I can never feel her shoes. I can only feel my own shoes. If anything, she passed the baton and I can pass the baton on to other people to let them know. I think, and like, there's not, and, and, and I'm gonna make sure everyone hears me clear. I don't think there's another Selena, but who I think is the, Sel I don't wanna say the Selena, but like equivalent to Selena of our generation, I would have to say Becky G's doing her thing. Yeah. You see, so there's, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So there's so many different influences and they say that that's cool, you know, that she could do that. And again, she, if you notice, and if you're a fan of hers, which I am too, she dresses up as Selena and goes and performs her own music. And then again, Selena's music, like even at the rodeo and things of that nature, because she loves her. So what, who, what, what is, right? Huh? Oh, uh, who, who? Becky G. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm just making sure. Yeah. She, she was um, on Don Francisco when she was five impersonating her right yeah so exactly so she was already impersonating her and that's how she began which is kind of funny because like therefore now like she has her own music and like her own image and her own platform but she's still like she'll wear the uh the, that red bustier that selena wore with the, with the black crisscross you know what i'm talking about yes yeah so that one gonna get that red made. One. yeah the red one and so she you know she's performed at her own concerts dressed like that you know so it's kind of, I, I just, I don't really know why, for whatever reason, I just get so much hate. And I mean, I can't, like, people just hate it because they're like, oh my God, you wake up and you think that you're her. Like, like right now I'm dressed as myself. I've got this little tank top on. I got my hair slicked down. Like it's a new, you know, the new way of doing hair and stuff. Like, but it's like, how dare you? I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? Take off my face? Like, I can't take my face off. You know, <laughs> if anything, I look like my mother, you know what I'm saying? I can't change that. And of course, it's just, it's just insane. But all those, those are all rumors. And I get it because I mean, what? The better way of saying it um, is like, you know, you're not going to go and rob an empty house because there's nothing there. There's nothing valuable. You're going to go and rob something that's valuable. Right. So for me, maybe I'm just too much like for other people that just can't handle it. So they're like, let me just attack her because that's just how it is, because it's OK for Anais to do it. It's OK for other people to do it. And, I, and, and you get there. You can see that there's trolls that follow along with other people that do it, too, and they just don't like it. But again, and they attack them, too. But for whatever reason, I just I. I get the most hate and I think because 
of all the media that I've had in the past. Um, and again, that run in with the family that wasn't obviously didn't allow me to tell my part of the story, but um, again, and then again, how much success I've gotten by doing this, you know, and I'm, I feel so privileged. I do not boast in this. I do not boast in this mm -hmm. at all. I'm super grateful for the opportunities that I've had with everything that I've been through. I would have never known uh, thought in a million years that I would have been here to where Selena paved the way to for a Mexican American like myself that came from, I wouldn't say nothing, but from a rough childhood to yep. now that she allowed me to live the American dream. And, and one of the opportunities that you had was um, you got to be on Murder Made Me Famous on yeah. Reels. Right. So you got to reenact. Uh, that's one of those crime doc docu-series. And yeah. you got to reenact the, I guess, confrontation between Yolanda, who yeah. is Selena's killer, Yolanda Salvador, and Selena. Right. right. How was right. that? How did you get that? So I, in a, I would have never thought... I got an email from AMS Pictures, which are the people that do all the recordings of all their docu-series on that ID, well, not the ID channel, on the Reels Network channel. Mm -hmm. um, so they do all those docu-series. So like, if you go on there, you'll see that there's one of Prince, there's one of Michael Jackson, there's one of Anna Nicole Smith. There's, I mean, all these famous people, Whitney, Whitney Houston, um, Whitney Houston's daughter, or things of that nature. So like, you'll see a whole bunch of, of, of docu the series of the Murder Made Me Famous. So those are different series. And one of them just so happens to be called Yolanda Saldivar. And it's okay. based off of her psychotic mind and how this evolved and how it had, like how it she got to the point to, to, for what she did. Yeah. You know, yeah. And so anyways, AM, AMS Pictures reached out to me and asked if I would audition. And I thought about it and I said, okay, yeah, sure. Let me see what it's all about. Not knowing, cause I didn't think I was going to get the part. You know, I, 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 I've acted here and there, like I've been in commercials and I've dabbled in a lot of different things. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a woman of many hats. I, I like to do a lot of different stuff. Um, of course. But, so I, but I never thought like, as far as like an actress, you know, that I was going to be going full blown, like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm going to get this part. <laughs> you know, no. So I, I went ahead and I did it. And I mean, obviously they had seen something in me, you know, to where they were like, you know what I want. So they sent me the scripts and I auditioned and I ended up getting the part out of, I'm sure there was like more than 25 people that tried out for the part. I ended up getting the part. So I fair and square, I auditioned fair and square and I got, the I got part fair and square. So it wasn't like it was handed to me or I called them like, Hey, I'm going to get this part because I'm hurt. <laughs> no, it was, I auditioned for it fair and square. And so I did it. They contacted me after that and they were saying what they were wanting. Um, we got together and we, we filmed it in Dallas, Texas, and it took a whole week and um, we played all the parts. Um, they had me, um, of course, from the beginning to the end, uh, you know, of her concerts and where she began as a child, all the, you know, in music and with her dad and, you know, then with Chris, you know, and then me loafing and, you know, the whole, basically like the whole Selena movie, but in, in, in very short clips. Um, because it is a docu-series. So, I mean, it's just, you know, going straight to the point. And um, it was awesome. It was really cool because, I mean, you kind of forget because you're like, oh my God, I'm a fan of Selena. I absolutely love her. This is amazing. This is awesome. I'm with these these great people, you know, and we're here working, you know, you see the Chris and then you see Yolanda there, the person's playing the Yolanda part. Like, even for me, I was like, I didn't even want to talk to her because she creeped me out. <laughs> you know, I, I felt like bad. I was like, do I talk to her? I felt bad because I was like, dude, like she, that's not really her. But for me, it was like, Ooh, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I should. And so anyways, um, it was not thinking 
uh, knowing obviously that we know how it ended, um, that was not the part that I was looking forward to. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Obviously, it's what happened. It is what happened. I wish we knew. I wish she would just she would just admit what what was said, what was the conversation. Right. She, what she says is not true. The oh, the gun flew off, and she called me mom. No, nobody called you mom. First of all, you were thirty four when you killed her. You looked like you were fifty four. <laughs> right? So. Yeah, she's like yeah. That lady's crazy. She was obviously obsessed. And it showed. I, that's what I loved about it because these people that uh, the producers and the production did a really good job. I mean, obviously, we already know the story anyway. But um, all the documents that they had, the actual, like, real facts, like even the lawyer that fought for her, I forget his name, um, but fought for her here in Houston, uh, uh, that fought in her trial um, mm -hmm. and won. Um, he, you know, he did his part too. So we were all a part of it, you know what I'm saying? But for whatever reason, I just got so much hate for it. And I guess because they thought that I was, like, trying to reenact her death purposely to make a mockery of her. But that that's not what happened at all. Yeah unfortunately if I could have changed that and I would have went over there and like not not Yolanda in the face if I could have changed it up I would have trust yeah, me but, but that's not how it went down it's not it's not how it went down so um but even for the producers and the, and the production uh going through this like I wish this all could have been a fly on the wall to actually see this because even the, the producer himself wet ethel guy white guy huge Selena fan and was crying, bawling, crying. Everybody was bawling, crying, like just crying because we knew what the next day was going to be. Because we were all having fun. Because as kids, you know, you know, they're doing the Selena part, they're doing yeah. the and here I am doing the concert parts, and it's like shit. We're getting closer to that day. And did I'm you getting... audition for the series, the Netflix series that came out this year or last year? Um, uh, yes, I did. I okay. did. But by this time, I knew that I probably would never have got a part that big like that. It just with everything. The family happened. was involved, of course. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, I mean, hey, it is what it is, and it's not, it's not meant for me. God, you know, if it was, God would have changed that. But Absolutely. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm okay with it, you know what I'm saying? Because I just, I feel privileged enough to do what I'm doing now, and um, and now, you know, just branching off into my own music. But, yeah, it, but yeah, it was a beautiful thing. They reached out to me. I got the part, and I, I did it fair and square. Now, um, let's talk a little bit. Let's talk. I want to transition um, because now you're tra where where did you come in where you know what I want to do music now because now you're you you are on all digital platforms streaming platforms with your single Dejame and now you're, yes. you're you're also other than being a Selena impersonator. You're also a recording artist under you know, yes. Amanda Solis. So where did you come up with? You know what? Now I want to do my own thing. Now I want to create a brand for Amanda and not just being Selena's impersonator. Exactly. So, I mean, that kind of, I mean, I've always, always loved music. I did. I just never knew that that could be me. So obviously being that I was already performing and things like that, I was like, I want to do this too. I, I mean, this is what I'm good at as far as like being a performer, um, interacting with the crowd. Um, I love it. I found, I found a love for it. And um, that's where I decided uh, when a record label had got with me, an independent record label at Street Science Entertainment here in Houston, mm -hmm. and I signed with them, and they gladly took me in, and they, they loved my personality um, as Amanda Solis and who the person I am outside of the whole tribute. But again, they still loved the tribute as well, just because um, they grew up listening to Selena. So, I mean, it was just like a wow, like a wow thing for them. Um, and so now, 
we just got together and, and uh, I, you know, I've been traveling all around the United States performing um, Selena's music and people are like, wow, do you have your own music? So that's kind of where the jumping off point yeah. started where I was like, I'm going to get in the studio and I'm going to start writing my own music and, and start recording. And that's what we've been doing. And I've already this year, um, hopefully by the, we're, we're shooting for it by the end of this month. Uh, my EP, my first EP will be released. So, and that's oh, that, this year. Yeah, this year it's it's uh, my first EP called the Quinceanera Queen, and oh. it'll have, yeah, it'll have six six to seven songs. And the reason, and the other thing is because, like, mind you, like we've already been traveling all around the United States. Most of the performances that I've done, like I've done, girl, you wouldn't believe half the oh, I hit my nose on there. Half of the performances that I've done, like I've done a lot of weddings, quinceaneras, I've done funerals, I've done. Um, uh, uh, Weddings, uh, I think I already said that, but uh, also uh, like uh, divorces. I mean, girl, like all kinds of stuff, um, <laughs> like older people's birthdays, children's birthdays, but mainly quinceañeras, you know, and weddings and things like that. So to see like the new generation out there still jamming into Selena, and then after I perform, you know, it was like I want to give them what Amanda Solis is about because I, I am my own person. So I'm like I want to be express myself as my own artist, and that's where that all evolved. And again. The whole quinceanera queen that's why we named it that because I, i've performed at so many quinceaneras so the beautiful thing about not only playing uh you know the part as selena and the tribute at the end after i do my performances i can be like hey you guys now you know thank you so much for allowing me to pay tribute to selena and you love it now let me introduce myself as a man solis and then here we go again la bota was the first single that i had dropped mm-hmm. uh, and then of course um la bota um loquita Puro uh, Pinche Party, Déjame. I, I also wrote a Christmas song that um, I performed for ABC 13. I actually, we wrote that and recorded it in, in one, in two weeks. And I performed it all in two weeks. Like it was crazy. Or one week, something like that. I think a week. It was crazy. Like we just boom, boom, boom. And um, it's called Cumbia Navidad. It's super cool. And I mean, for me to have my own Christmas song. And, and uh, so they're all out on digital platforms right now. As of right now, my, I'll be dropping my next single, hopefully by the end of this, like, well, in the next couple of weeks too. It's called Chisla. Okay. And uh, that one we're going to be recording and then dropping. And then after that one, that's when my EP will be released. So I'm like, ah, oh, like excited. excited. Like, it's, it's finally just to show everybody, to show everybody that, hey, you know, yes, I was paying tribute to Selena, but again, I am my own artist. I am my own person. And I, you know, Selena, Selena, they're only, yeah so go ahead i'm sorry go ahead oh no no i'm just saying that now i'm just transitioning into amanda solis but i to make this clear a lot of people are like so when are you gonna stop doing selena well you know i think that whenever god says it's time to stop that it'll it'll eventually dwindle away but as of right now like it's been such in high demand especially after the whole covid thing like we all went on a, a stop and like i was booked in 2020 so it's like now all of 2020 is moving to 2021 and 2021 is moving to 2022. It's like, oh my God. So, you know, I, when, when the time comes, it'll, it'll stop. But in the meantime, I'm still going to do both and I'm going to rock both of them as hard as I can. I'm going to ride that wave, girl. I ain't getting any younger. <laughs> I'm going right. to ride the wave while I can. So let me ask you this. Um, so uh, last question. What do you want people to know about Amanda Solis? What would you, would you guys, what do you want uh, the audience to get from this um, episode with you? What do you want people to know about you? Well, first and foremost, that I am a real person, that I know at the end of the day that there is only one Selena. Selena broke many barriers for a person like myself to, to live the American dream. And I will always be Amanda Solis at the end of the day. She just allowed me to have the privilege to be able to live the American dream as well. And so for everybody out there that has this misunderstanding that I say I'm better than Selena, I, I would never be better than Selena. 
I think that we're all equal and I think that everybody has their own talents. And, but again, I would never be able to fill her shoes. She's an icon and she's a role model for myself. So I would never say um, I was better than Selena. I mean, cause I'm Amanda Solis and I'm doing my own thing. As you can tell, my own music is completely different. And I think it's great. I mean, if, if anything, um, I just, I, I would like y'all to, to just take this opportunity to, to um, listen to my story and know where I came from. So that you don't think that I'm crazy. I didn't trip fall and think I was like, <laughs> or, I, or I am her. And I'm like, Lupita, I'm like waking up thinking that I'm her. That's not what it is. It's just a beautiful thing. I do not boast in this. I'm super grateful for every single opportunity. And I'm, I'm grateful for what Selena has done for the Latino community, period. Oh, well, oh, I'm so happy for you to say that. I'm, and I'm so thankful that you came on, on to um, to speak with me and to Ming about, you know, your, your journey. And I was so excited to talk to you because I'm such a Selena fan. And um, for those people who are interested, who want to continue to follow your journey and what you do, whether it's uh, impersonation or your singing career, like she, like you said earlier, you do have an EP coming out this year. Um, Quinceañera queen. <laughs> <laughs> Quinceañera queen. Where do you want to um, tell people where they can follow you on your social media accounts? Yeah, you guys, you can follow me on all social media platforms. You can find me on Facebook at Amanda Solis Music. You can find me on Instagram at Amanda Solis Official. You can find me on TikTok at Bidi Bidi Bomb Bomb. It's spelled a little bit different. It's spelled B-I-D-I-B-I-D-I-B-O-M-B-U-M. Um, again, on YouTube at Amanda Solis Music. And you can check out Amanda Solis Music on all digital platforms. You can actually stream them now. So if you wanted to do a TikTok, you guys, you can actually search Amanda Solis and my music will come up. <laughs> So um, on TikTok, uh, her, because I, I follow her, her handle is Beady Beady Bum Bum, except for the last bum, you spell it B-U-M, not B-O-M. So Beady Beady Bum Bum, and then you just change the last one. Every, everywhere else was Amanda Solis. Um, Amanda, you have been so amazing. I am so happy I sat with you. I, uh, I've been... You were the one guest I was excited about the most this season. I can't wait. I can't wait to see more things. Um, hopefully next season uh, we can sit down to talk about your music and more about you. Yeah. And um, for every Ming, do you have any coming? I think this is the quietest I've ever had you. No, no, no. I uh, I, I admire your passion. Uh, you know, if I looked and sounded like Selena, I would be doing this. And um, <laughs> by your following, you know, seeing by your following, you're making a lot of people happy. Um, you. you know, uh, ignore the haters. Definitely. Keep Thank you for it. that. Amen. And, and you know, life, life is short. We all found that out in the last year and a half. Go out, yeah. have fun, and 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 make make people happy. Make yourself happy first and foremost. And well, thank I, you so much, Ming, for your kind words. Going. It really does mean a lot to me because um, at the end of the day, that's what really matters. I think that if I did, you made a really valid point that if I did listen to other people, I wouldn't be where I'm at. You know, exactly. and, I, and 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 in reality, yes, it does seem that I get a lot of hate. But in reality, I do get a lot of support. I have a lot of beautiful stories that I could tell of, you know, just the different places that I've been to travel to and became a family with all these people that were all over the world. I think it's amazing. So thank you for your beautiful words. And and, uh, and I and I hope and I pray to God that, you know, I will be able to, to continue to make people happy. And I just want to thank you again for being so transparent and answering all my questions because, yeah. you know, it is hard. And I was just like, I don't know if I should ask her this, should I ask her that? And you're, you're so good. transparent. I'm, I'm you're whatever, I have even had people ask me if my, my body's fake or real. <laughs> oh, no, it's real. You could tell. Trust me. You could tell when it's fake. That shelf, be their body's here. The shelf is over there. Trust me, I've been asked everything, so it's all good. We got to do this again, but I appreciate you for giving me the opportunity. I, you know, this is what 
what I love about podcasts, like somebody like you, you're coming out in this and, and I totally support you. I'll support you forever because it allows for someone like myself and other people that are coming up um, to be able to tell their story. So you can finally, so I can finally share that I am a real person. So thank you. Of for course. The- Thank you. Thank you. Well, um, to everyone listening, thank you so much. And like always, follow us on Facebook at the Chicas Project Podcast and on Instagram, the Chicas Project Podcast. And we are streaming on Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, Amazon, Pandora, Google Podcasts. Until next time, see you. Bye. Bye.